Hi, I'm Rob Vanstone, and welcome to what I think is the 19th, possibly the 20th, Leader Post Rider Rumblings video podcast. Nice, concise title. Um, I am flanked by two legends of Canadian University football <laughs> from the University of Waterloo, Waterboy, Waterman Murray McCormick, who is now uh, the fine beat reporter for the Leader Post covering the Rough Riders. I'd like to say my university career had absolutely nothing to do with my journalistic career. And from Simon Fraser University... Number 74 with the Rough Riders. What did you wear, where, where did you wear in, at SFU? Number 70. Oh, okay. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> you upgraded four spots for the pros. Uh, Dan Rasevich. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, like who would have thought, like, you know, you were numbers like the 70s for a linebacker. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's I remember weird. when they used to be receiver. Well, they still have the occasional receiver in the 70s, but yeah. now they're 80s. And yeah. just I never picked the number, so, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no affiliation or any particularly warm memories of having that number, other than it's just your number. Just my number, exactly. And one that became very familiar during thirteen years with the Rough Riders, right? eighty-seven to ninety-nine. Lucky thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it keeps uh, it keeps coming up, except yes. in two thousand nine. Yes, um, we're really honored to have you with us today, Dan. Thank you so much for taking some time. I know it's a very busy week, or an especially busy week for you. Can you? Uh, Take us through what's uh, turned you into a dervish these last few days leading up to Saturday. Well, this upcoming Saturday on uh, September 22nd, we have uh, an event called Believe in the Gold. Uh, gold is the color of children's cancer, and it's a, it's a fundraiser. It's a walk-run event at, at Wascana Park in front of the Ledge Building uh, to the west side of the gardens. And uh, it's a, like I said, it's a walk-run event, and it's like, uh, I'll just say it's a mini Disneyland that day. And... Uh, it's a day, you know, to create some awareness for children's cancer. And uh, basically, 45% of the funds go to families in Saskatchewan. And the other 45% goes directly to a researcher named Dr. Mahoney. He's at the University of Calgary use, uh, using viruses, immunotherapy. Uh, and he also has stuff going to trials, actually. And uh, he's having some successes, a lot of successes. So, because. Only 4% of uh, research money for cancer actually goes to children. So. You know, it kind of falls in line, not just for myself, but also our alumni, who are the community sponsors of the event, and, uh, you know, kids and families. I mean, that's kind of our, that's our sort of, our our mandate, you know, as alumni. So we'll have a lot of alumni out there that day. Poli has confirmed that he will be there. Dominguez has confirmed he will be there. So it's, it's going to be good. I told the guys, make sure you wear your jerseys, and, you know, it's going to be, I mean, I could spend on it more, but it's going to be a fun day. Is it? I'm just to make sure you know. So the riders alumni, just riders to, just alumni, to make sure we clarify that. That's all right. That's and just right. maybe quickly, why did you guys get involved? Pick that one because you have so well, many things you could have been involved in. Yeah, no, for sure. This is the second one. Last year was the first one, and the reason being was I, I mean, for sure, I think I was the driver behind it. But uh, last year, I got this phone call from a good friend of mine named Mike Soroshka, who was my roommate when I played with the Argos. So last year he's phone he phones me up. Hey Dan, you know you know what you know what gold is? I said I know what it is, and he goes, you know what it means? I said no. He goes, that's the color of children's cancer. I said, oh, do you know how much money goes to children's cancer research? I said nope. And he told me four percent, four or five percent. And then he goes, do you know what the number one killer of kids is between you know I guess birth and say teenage years? And I said, well, I do now. Hmm. You know, but he didn't know that my oldest son was diagnosed about two and a half years ago. So I took that call a bit of as a message, and I said, what do you want me to do? I need you to chair this event. And part of it was because uh, 
Crescent Point Energy is a big sponsor of the event. They're the major sponsor. And um, because they do so much work in Saskatchewan, they want to do this in Saskatchewan. And they want to make sure that, you know, their sponsorship and the funds raised here do go to Saskatchewan families. So kudos to Crescent Point as well. So what's all happening on Saturday to turn it oh. into Disneyland North? <laughs> man, We've got like, Disney in oh. Saskatchewan. Now we have Disney yeah. as well. Oh, man. Hey, we're going to have candy stations on the walk for the kids. they got medals and they cross the finish line. We'll have Disney princesses and superheroes and, of course, Gainer the Gopher. And we got the Ryder Pep Band. We've got RMF football throwing. we got bouncies, face painting, gold balloons. we got serving, oh, man, just telescopes. We've got the therapy dogs there. Uh we're going to have uh, breakfast and lunch served with re- registration. We're going to have uh, Tim Hortons coffee. We're going to have gelato stations. We're going to wow. have cookies. We're going to have tattoos from the Rush and from the Riders. We're going to have, you know. And this is all a 100-meter walk? No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, if you want to do 100, do 100, How man. far is it for? Just it, we got the... 2, 5, and 10K. Okay. And it's, That's... you know, it's all around kind of the Wascana area, park area. And, hey, great day. I mean, if you, if people are interested register at uh, run for childhood cancer or go to believe in the gold and make sure you either donate or register for the regina event because again i said it last year that i want to beat calgary and we did just so you know we beat calgary (laughs) so the superheroes are named rasovich dominguez yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually it was pretty funny when you talk about it so when gainer the gopher walked across the field and the kids are rushing him even even spider-man dropped to his knees for gainer the gopher (laughs) (laughs) i I got a picture of that actually it was hilarious oh yes we are in saskatchewan aren't we it was awesome that's Uh, right saturday is a busy day just generally, not only your your great event, the Riders yeah. are playing the Toronto Argonauts on uh, on uh, the Dan Dan Rasovich alumni game, the Rough Riders versus the Argonauts. Yes, um, yes. Interesting. How do you get a read on this team? Are they the uh, team that won four in a row, or the team that that uh, really didn't play very well on well last weekend? It's it's six and one half dozen of the other. I would think simple math dictates four is greater than one, but there right. seems to be more of a response to the one than the four. For sure. But at the end of the day, you know, like I've said, I've talked to some people like at the end of the day, we were, we were in the game right to the end. And even as bad as we played, you know, like, you know, defense gives up close to 500 yards offense. Offense does nothing. You know what? We're still in the game, you know? And so I kind of, I'm a kind of an optimistic guy, I guess. And I kind of look at it as, you know what, even for me in, in, in penalties, you know, bad game for the team in terms of penalties and not creating turnovers and we're still in the game, you know? So, you know, that's a pretty positive. I, I see that as a sort of a positive because you know what? The guys are probably going to look at it th- this week and try to clean, you know, obviously clean things up and, you know, make it even closer and give us the opportunity to win those close games. Yeah, and that's kind of the way I kind of look at it sometimes. That's how I looked at dating my future wife. I didn't do very well, and I spilled food at dinner and uh, and uh, didn't say things were very intelligent, but she kept dating me, and so and you're still, still, still in the game. Still in that game. Almost yeah. 20 years. Defying belief, kind of like that one. Yeah. I guess maybe a last second Hail Mary might have helped you. Yeah, or Hail yeah. Murray. Hail um, Murray, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. This Because back in the day, like I remember Roy Shiver used to saying, every game, it was one game a year you get your butt handed to you. Quite often, and usually that's when the score ends up in the fifties, and they lose. Yeah, 
And they that was a game where literally they had their butts handed to them, and pretty well, except for the special teams. Yep. We'll give the special teams a lot of credit. They did a lot of good things, but otherwise they got beaten badly, and they were still in the game till down to the last minute. So maybe that says people shouldn't be as pressing the panic button as much, shouldn't be as worried. Having but said what's that, what's the columnist supposed to do if I can't press the panic well, I don't, button? I don't. I wonder what's P. your thoughts. What's your thoughts on the offense, Rob? You haven't really <laughs> told us much about that. I've noticed I've really married, married your restraint and lack of wordmanship on the offense. What are you getting? Are you getting four thousand words yet? I'm hoping to. I'm. I'm right. It's the second book I'm working on at the present time. It's <laughs> oh, geez, the ending. Hope the ending's better than the body of the book, though, because hey. right now the whole part of this book is not very good. It's, <laughs> That's not a shot yeah. at you, but this offense is. It's. Was as bad as it could get, I think. And, well, and that's saying something for this offense. I, know I mean, they, they they were worse against the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah. Um, but but marginally, the defense was better. The special teams, though, and wow. uh, a topic near and dear to your heart. What do you make of this special teams unit? You've played on you played on a lot of them. How good oh, is yeah. this one compared to some of the ones you've seen? Pretty, pretty good. You know, like, I mean, the returns have just been amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just... Uh, you know, you got some good returners back there, obviously. You know, I kind of look back, you know, like guys I played with, like, uh, I think it might have been 91, 92, where we had, like, Willis Jaycox and uh, and Albert Brown. You know, maybe that, I think, maybe we returned four or five for touchdowns in that season. And uh, I think, I don't know, how many how many, how many many we returned for touchdowns this year? Four. 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 Okay. Yeah, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, more like, with two. Christian Jones with one, mm-hmm. and now Marcus Thigpen. Yeah, in '91, so, Willis Jaycox took three back all the way, and Albert Brown took the opening kickoff yep, all the way. So. That's right. So you know, we're already looks like we're going to break that. Yeah, you know, and I don't know what time. the and I don't know what the record is for touchdowns in a in a season with the Riders. I mean, I don't know, but. I mean, hey, I don't think that one's in, with the offense not chipping. I don't think maybe on special teams, but yeah. Right now, the way the the defense is contributing and the special teams are even kind of interesting. You know, the, you look back on the game, the Riders didn't get a sack, eh? Nope. First first game, they even hey, held without a sack. They didn't get a chance. They first were... game, they held with a sack since Ottawa beat them nine games back. I so know. it's a bit of a, well, you know, maybe they showed that a good offensive line can keep them. The offensive line, I mean, not, not to discredit the, the Ottawa offensive line, but part of the game plan was to get rid of the ball quickly. Trevor Harris... <laughs> 44% of his throws were released in under two seconds. And that yeah. tells me part of their plan to, and correct me if I'm wrong, part of their plan to neutralize the pressure was just not give them time to get there. Yeah. And lots of short passes. But you better complete them if that's hey, your strategy. And your guys better catch them. <laughs> right? Yeah. In, and Ottawa, in Ottawa, man, I mean, a lot of those balls were tight. You know, there wasn't a lot of room, yeah. you know. So it wasn't like the receivers were wide open. I mean, they were just good timing throws, quick and precise, and the receivers made the catch, you know, where, you know, I guess like us, you know, we dropped some balls, you know, and obviously, the, hey, that doesn't help the quarterback and the confidence of the offense and, you know, just the moment, just to continue, you know, the, the continuity, right? I mean, I, I remember back, you know, mid-90s, late-90s where, man, I'd be like, come, like, come on, offense, like, you know, two and out, two and out, two and out. Well, you know what? It's pretty tough to win games, you know. I yeah. mean, you can win with defense, but you need a little bit of offense. I mean, you need something, right? Yeah. You do still need something, well, not just special teams. You need sustained drives to kick defense yeah. off their field yeah. for a while so you can catch your breath. And, and field maybe, position. And field position. Field yeah, position. They didn't even have field position. They had exactly. Well, Trevor Harris made some of the nicest oh. throws I've seen. Oh, yeah. That one dispenser for 20 yards in the sidelines, there was nowhere else to put the ball. There was one play, 
I think it was for about a gain of, gain of about 15 or 20 on the right side. And there was a linebacker, and he put the ball right over to the linebacker, yeah. right over the linebacker, right to the receiver on the sidelines. And that reminded me of a throw that Kent Austin made to Ray Algard in the 89 Grey Cup. I remember that. <laughs> was the, It was the same, hey. virtually the same play, except yeah. instead of Pete Giftopoulos, it was a different linebacker. I think it was, I think it was Frank Robinson that went over, maybe. It was just a yeah. beautiful, beautiful I, pass. I it was remember like, it was the, that. So much, I thought of that throw in 89 yep. when I saw that play on the, on the right sideline. It was just, That's Trevor fun. Harris was just... Oh, throwing the hey, ball well, beautifully. The touchdown dispenser, I mean, nowhere else you could put it. And what was he? Harris was what, 26 for 34? Or yeah, 20? 27 for 34. 27 for 34. I mean, Just beautiful passes too. Yeah. And the Riders had 10 completions. Yeah. Can you imagine 10 completions in one game? But I mean, mind you, I saw another that pass from uh, Zach to Kieran Moore was pretty nice catch, pretty nice throw. And we thought maybe this was Zach was going to come back and show something. But 10 completions. I know. Yeah. It's just, how do you run an offense with 10 completions? In the Canadian Football League. Yeah, no, like it's just... You know, that was a yeah. quarter for Ken Austin once yeah. upon a time. So, yes. So what do they do with Zach? You know, you're a football guy. Well, what do you do with Zach? Do you, put, do you put all the blame on Zach? Do you put, do you put the blame on if it to go all around? Or is it Zach the guy pulling the gun, pulling the trigger, making the plays? I just think, you know, it's a combination. No, it's not just Zach. I mean, there were some drop balls. And I think, just, you know what, I, I, I think the offense is going to come out this game. I think they're going to play a lot better. I, they will play better, just you know, some have some sort of plan, right? And I think he'll play better. You know what? He's going to play better. I mean, that, as any athlete, we keep saying that. Yeah, well, we? I know. I, I mean, I was listening on the radio just how you know we're kind of close to Montreal in terms of offense, in terms of two and outs, and yeah. even completion percentage. I was listening on the radio the other night, and but it just seems you know like since he has come back. He has done some good things that it kept the offense on the field. It's just, you know, obviously this, this game standing out more than any other game, right? You know, so I, I believe he's going to have a much better game. You know, like, you got to get the running game going again too, right? You know, just kind of get that, you know, play action, get the running game going. And, you know, I mean, you got Thigpen. You can run it up outside with him. And, I mean, you know, inside and outside, just sort of misdirection type plays and kind of, you know, Pretty basic football. Yeah, I, th- not, I, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna play better. I really do. You yeah. know, I really do. I mean, I think Ottawa. You know, their backs were really up against the wall. You know, they they needed. They really needed to win that game. Not that we didn't need to win it. Yeah. But we. There's you know, not a huge consequence for losing that game. That could be overcome. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I I think that uh, we're sitting in a pretty good position right now in the standings and. I think this is a kind of a, you know, it's a big game for us to go into Toronto and win this game, for sure. In Montreal the next week. <laughs> exactly. Hey, two so, games that, you know, we always say, hey, we should win these games, you know, but no yeah. game's easy. Hey, yeah. it doesn't matter. Even when you're playing a bad team, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy because they get paid too. I mean, yeah. you you bet you have to show up, you know. Cause, well, you wouldn't think Montreal and Toronto should pose huge challenges yeah. given, given what's going on with but them. Montreal's but got a good they've defense. They've already lost to Montreal. I know. We still can't believe they, that. They, they, they got a good defense, you know, and yeah. they do. You know? Toronto, I mean, yeah. I know the last game looked worse than what their defense played, you know. Yeah. Well, two, two pick sixes exactly. yeah. kind of skew the score, but they – defensively there really wasn't a lot wrong with what they did no you know so that'll be a challenge still even when we go to montreal playing there that game's always brutal it's gonna be tough 11 a.m on a sunday yep yeah Yeah. right opposite the nfl drives me nuts it's gonna be tough you know like again there's broncos are two and oh the broncos are two and oh 
So the Steelers are all one and one. Haha! How many people can say their teams tied yeah. the, Brown, the Browns? I, <laughs> I wonder if the Giants wish they had Brett Jones still. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. I or was that they drafted that. a quarterback. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking that. But is it, so as we talk, are there reasons to be concerned about the defense? Does one game say, hey, uh, kind of shows up some of the uh, the flaws in the defense? I know not much of a pass rush. I don't think the linebackers are very good. They're running. They didn't stop Powell, who seems to be have a better, more success against them than I Andrew know. Harris. Like he just, just a powerful, powerful Powell runner, and he just that sixty-nine yard TD he rolled off there. I know to ice it was just everyone was that hole was there. I think Rob and I could have walked through that hole. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the one on the nineteen-yard run it was that was mm-hmm. a they lined up giving them a two-yard hole. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at that. And okay, I, we were, that's where we're going. It was first and fifteen. They probably didn't expect a run. And that's right. Yeah. You know, just pin your ears back and thinking, hey, let's get upfield. No, for sure. And I you guess even, the other part is too. I was thinking, I took that run out of the stats. I guess for him, and he still was averaging five yards a carry. He does that. He does that against the Raiders. You know what I mean? Always. Like you know, and if you're if you're averaging five yards, even for us, like. I noticed too when we do we were running the ball when we were winning those games. I mean, first down we we're getting like six yards a crack. You know what? And that sure yeah. makes second down easy. Sure I, I like Trey Mason. Yeah, uh, he hits it quick and hard. And he, it seems like he he they give him the ball. He kind of heads into a pile of humanity, and then there's just a big cluster, and then he comes out the yeah. other end. It's almost like a paper shredder. Where he just kind of goes in and boom out the other yeah. end. No, he hits it up in there real quick. I noticed that. Hey, and then he falls forward. Yeah, and you know he gets that three, three. You know he's probably run four yards, falls forward, gets another three, boom, he's got six or seven done. Part of the problem though is, is the more success they have with Mason, it seems it seems to be at the exclusion of Marcus Thigpen. I think that's a weapon on their offense. Even if they're not handing him the ball, there's got to be ways to use Marcus Thigpen more. Granted, he was returning kickoffs too, yeah. but yeah. there's got to be ways to use Marcus Thigpen more on offense than the two touches that he had last weekend yeah he's he's good he's got i was talking to some alumni up in the alumni lounge in the game uh actually we had darian was up in the lounge this week and mike mccullough and chris best and chris gets and i was talking you know with mike and just saying man he's got he, he's got that extra gear man like he yeah, has that extra move old. or gear like there's you know definitely hey like here like Moore is pretty fast too i said like how, do you think you could beat him in a race and he kind of looked at me i don't know it'd be pretty tight but. so does marcus thigpen count as alumni because he was with the rough riders before <laughs> it's the second <laughs> stint he might be an active alumni yeah or an active alumni well, he wasn't around really that long yeah. no they never actually you, played you him. count guys on practice rosters alumni if they've never played, no. Yeah, no. You have no. to play down. You got to play. You got to play a game. Yeah. Gotta, no, Vince Young is an alumni. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's yeah. not an alumni, unfortunately. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, they got some weapons. Hey, we got some weapons on offense for sure. I think yeah. we do, you know, and just, I guess, figuring out how to use them, combine them, right? What I mean, constitutes weapons in your estimation? Because it's so well, easy to diminish what they have on offense. At least I've been doing that. Yeah. I, Jack Evans and Josh Sanford. You know, it's kind of like I, I like the big. I don't know. I, I just remember playing against guys like Pinball. Oh, he was a weapon. <laughs> that wouldn't have been fun. Do you know, Where'd he go? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's like you don't want to be caught one on one in an open field or or covering. Because it wasn't that you had blazing speed, but it was just that quickness. He just yeah. had that. He had that. He had enough speed, but yes, he combined that quickness. With the, you know, with what he had, man, it was he was scary. And there's nothing to tackle. Oh, 
four foot two, yeah. right? Like, what do you yeah. do? You four know? foot two and 300 pounds. I hate nobody was so solid, such a solid He was, person. man. You know, plus he wore his shoulder pads so loose that when he went left, his pads went right. And then <laughs> and if he decided to do the opposite, to bend the pads with the other way, and he was like, you're looking at two of them. <laughs> it was like... Wait, where do I hit him, man? Watch, eh? yeah. Where do I hit him? I'm serious. Like, yeah. he did that on purpose, I swear. You know, and, like, I got, like, thick pen, right? I kind of look at, you know, in that sort of sort of category where, you know, he's got that quickness and speed that, you know, he makes people miss. I don't know how it, you change the he offense makes to get him. miss, man. How do you change the offense to get him more involved? Like, we kind of thought a sign of this offense with the intermediate passing. How do you get... Thigpen more involved in the game, but do you take out one of the guys like Evans and a wide receiver where he really, really wouldn't be that close to the ball? Well, you, you, you can't can, put you him can in move, the slot. You can move think, guys around too. Yeah. I mean, Rob Bag used to line up as a receiver and, and play slot. Mm-hmm. Or why is a wide out and they'd move him into yeah, the, many, There's got to be ways to create some mismatches. They did that when they did the 25 yard touchdown pass to, to Thigpen. They, they had yeah. him in the backfield, flanked him out to the left, and put him one on one. You've, you should be able, with that kind of speed, you should be able to at least have certain packages where you can use that to your yeah. advantage offensively. They, like they didn't brought, even try. They kind of started at the beginning of the season with Kristen Jones. They used, they tried to use him in packages as a wide receiver and slot back and running back and stuff. But then Chris Jones says, you know, he wants to keep him as a returner because he's so valuable. And he is so valuable mm-hmm. as a returner that he's gone now. And kudos to the Riders a little bit. Then they lose an impactful receiver, a returner like Kristen Jones and Thigpen and Kieran Moore step up to fill the hole. So they're, They've done some things like some things they've done well in that is have guys available. The next man up is pretty darn good in some situations. So, uh, yeah, you've played some defense in your life. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rough Riders. I mean, two uh, in the in the Labor Day Classic. Andrew Harris lit them up. Didn't do that the following week, and now they they've they've been lit up by by Powell. Now they get to play play James Wilder Jr. What do they have to do uh, to to stop the run? Uh, uh, against Toronto, yeah, and I like I like Wilder too, man. He's yeah. he's tough, eh? Like I mean, he he can break tackles, and you know, I think you know what a guy like that you just can't first you can't give him any room. You can't let him get to, you know you just can't you just can't let him get any space or room because once he does or he gets some open field, you know that then it's a problem, you know. So I think you just gotta up front. You really gotta kind of shut it down. You gotta get guys. Hey, stay in your gaps. You know, you can't be, you can't, you just can't give him that extra room. And he's kind of dangerous like that. You know, plus he, he's like, plus he's got great hands. Yeah. You know, he's got great hands. He's kind of like a little bit, you know, like a Saunders, like Mike Saunders kind of, you know, in the sense that, you know, you can line him a wide, you can move him around. He can, you know, he can catch the ball just like, I mean, last year in that playoff game, you know, he ran that out and up, you know. And uh, he and made he made a great catch. Aguavin was on him too. I know Algarin was a couple of yards back of him, and maybe a yard and a half. But it was a great it was a great pass too. It yeah. was a great play call. It was. It was. You know. I, I mean, one more happens in the CFL. I know. Five I yards know. from great cup. Yeah. No, for sure. But I know just defensively, I get to get back to basics. You know, and I'm sure the guys will, especially after a game that we just played here against Ottawa. You know, we got I don't know how many yards with 170 against us, roughly maybe. You know, I Powell, mean, 100, yeah. 100 and 148, 148 18 carries. And, yeah. So, you know what? Defenses don't like, you know, being exposed, I guess, so to speak, you know, because, you know, like we went back to Winnipeg, we shut the run down again. Yeah. Right. It was so, non-existent. Exactly. So, 
I'm, assu- I'm assuming to see the same thing this week where the guy's kind of, okay, you know what? Down, you know, it's kind of down in situation and place on the field and all that kind of thing and, no, you know, expecting what they're going to run, you know, and that's what you do on defense too, right? You know, kind of break down down in situation so you understand, okay, what's – what are the odds? What are the odds of what's going to play with formation and down and distance and placement on the field? Murray, we'll give you a chance for your final thoughts. This is like a Jerry Springer final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. Okay, I guess I've had a first, Be good to everybody. I should have had a few preliminary ones in too to get to the final ones. I think they're going to be in pretty good against the Gargos. I think I don't think Wild is having as big a year. I no, I no, he's not. It's not as impactful. I don't know why. Quarterback is a bit of an issue there. I think it's going to play into the Riders. I anticipate the Riders' defense coming back and playing like they have all year. And who knows what the offense will do? I don't know. How about that for a final thought? Maybe well, maybe they can get back to where they were in the four-game winning streak. I just like, you know, and, you know, just in terms of, you know what, the team just, they do play with hustle. Man, you know, I've really noticed that. Like, I don't know what it is after, even beginning from the beginning of the season to now, there's just this extra intensity of how the team is playing as a whole, you know, and... I just, I think that's just awesome. You know, it's exciting, you know, to see the, because I think they they believe in each other, you know, and oh, there's a belief in that. Totally. I feel that, you know, even just as a fan watching it, you know, and, you know, and that's kind of exciting to see that with the team, you know, I really do. I just think it's interesting to note that that's their first loss since Duran Carter was cut. So. Now we got the Duran Carter. The yeah, Duron Carter. Carter. It's every week this <laughs> keep he's the, the one constant. It's a great story. <laughs> and they get to play him this weekend. And if you don't write about that, don't come back from Toronto. Okay, I'll try to get him to open up. <laughs> Dan Rasevich, uh, again, uh, give us uh, giving our shot, uh, shout out to what your wonderful uh, yeah. event on Saturday, please. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, believe in the gold. Hey, this Saturday, Scanna. Uh, run for childhood cancer website or believe in the gold uh, registrations only like $30. Oh, I missed this part. So yeah, you're gonna get <laughs> breakfast and lunch, but also we have registration bags for people who register and, you know, got all kinds of goodies in these registration bags, like pizzas and, you know, Mary Brown's chicken coupons, etc., and all kinds of little gifts in these little bags. So you know what? Hey, kids will love it. Trust me. They'll have a great, great day. You know, I can't, the weather, I can't control. Just like uh, when we played football, I can't control the weather. So don't worry about those things. Just show up and have a, come out and have a good time. And I hope to see a bunch of people out there and, you know, hey, supporting childhood cancer. And I guess, you know, come out and visit a bunch of alumni too. We'll all be out there. Just one night. How much did you raise last year? We raised almost $70,000 last year. Wow. And uh, we also helped from the last number I heard, we helped about 17 to 20 families in Saskatchewan, so financially. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, if, if there's a family out there that, you know, that needs help, they can just go to the website and fill out the ad. There's a form. You can just fill it out, and we'll help you. How's your son? Then? He's doing good. He's got three months of treatment left. Yeah. Uh, it's been about a two-and-a-half-year process because it's uh, ALL, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. So just the treatment takes forever. It yeah. just, it's a long process. So, uh, I know he can't wait till it's kind of over. And how old is he too, by the way? He's about 23. 23. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's rough. You know, I feel for all those families, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, cause you know, benefits run out for families too, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, medical benefits and some things aren't covered. Right. So that's where, you know, some of the fun, these kind of funds will help support some families as much as we can. You know, that's very good. Yeah, thank awesome. you. I remember parking, parking at a hospital. Yeah, parking, <laughs> gas cards, hotel, 
you know, I know a flight to Toronto maybe. Or, you time know, away from a job. Time, yeah. time away Hotels, from a job. Right. Big time. Like big, you know, especially say you got a, a daughter or a son who's been diagnosed and if you have, they have brothers and sisters, well, you know, even the impact on their brothers and sisters because, you know, the, there's so much time spent in a hospital with, you know, with, yeah. with, with the one sibling who's been diagnosed and, you know, a lot wow. of dynamics going on there, you know, and so anyways, you know what? This that Saturday is a day for the kids to have a fun and hopefully, you know, not totally forget, but you know, kind of try to maybe put it in the back of the mind, just have a good day and have some fun, and you know, see that there's a lot of people who actually do care and who are aware, and you know, learning more. Well, that's awesome, Dad. Yeah. Kudos in advance, and congratulations yeah. on everything you've done so no. far. I thank you guys for everything you guys have done for, you know what, when I played <laughs> and even the things we're doing now and to our alumni. Thanks, guys. Oh, pleasure, Mer. pleasure. Thank you so Can't much. Can't wait for... Toronto on Thursday night. I love Toronto. Uh, have city fun, to visit. Have, yeah. a nice, uh, have a nice time. I'll be in Regina accomplishing much less than either of you fine gentlemen. For Dan Rasevich, <laughs> number 74 from the University of Waterloo Warriors. Warriors, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Murray McCormick, who had it. one special teams tackle. I don't think so. Only <laughs> 60,428 fewer than Dan. I'm Rob Vanstone. Thanks, and we'll do this again next week if uh, they'll let me. Take care.